Okay, wow. <laughs> I always say there are two great mysteries in life. One of them is God and the other is women. And they're both an exciting adventure, aren't they, guys? Yeah. The ongoing journey of uh, understanding is very exciting. But it's such a privilege to be here this morning. It really is. And uh, I, I love these two. Uh, they're very cool. Uh, they were my students last year. I was one of the lecturers, so that was really, really cool. And they were so sm they were so smart. They really were. They got all the things right. They're two of my best students, actually the best students I've ever had, these two, you know. Just amazing. So they're very good. <laughs> uh, they were great. But uh, I had the privilege last evening of meeting with your elders and wives team. And I was so encouraged. You are in such a place uh, for God to start doing some amazing stuff, not just amongst you, but through you into community and nations and everything else. So I'm very excited to be here. I always love being in places when you feel like you're on the ground floor of something that's about to begin. And I feel like that today. Uh, my feeling for you this year, this is going to be a year of open doors for you. And we'll talk a little more about that. God wants to open doors for you as a church, but also doors for you as his church. We are his church. So personally and corporately, uh, God's wanting to open some doors for you this year. Um, Jesus is coming soon. That's the reality of it. Uh, you know, if we look at our world today, we see uh, so much going on that indicates the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I look forward to hearing the Jewish people uh, say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, when the Jewish people will be grafted back in. And uh, the Bible says it'll be like the raising of the dead. Wow. It's going to be amazing. So we... Actually, while we are living in incredibly turbulent times, we are living in the times when God has said he's going to have a glorious church. Uh, you see, in the times of the darkness, that's when God has his heart on seeing the church truly become everything he intended it to be. And my heart at the moment for you and for the church in general is to see the church become the church, that every single member of the church sees themselves as uh, a vital part of what God is going to do in these last days, that we all count toward what you know, God wants to do. We're all children of God. We all have the presence of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, everything we need in our lives to bring the kingdom, as he has said. We're almost like uh, a new John the Baptist uh, generation who are uh, ushering in the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, preparing the way for the return of the King of Kings in our own hearts, but in our communities and beyond. Uh, we are living in the most exciting days that ever have been on the face of the earth. And I want us to awaken our hearts to that. It's interesting, I'm not preaching yet, okay, so I'm just chatting before I start. <laughs> but um, in the book of Ephesians, uh, there's a, a sequence that goes, that begins beautifully, the first chapter uh, begins talking about all the things that we are blessed with as follows, individual believers in the, in the body of Christ, and then talks about us being built together, you know, that's the bit where we 
uh, get sh stones get shaped, you know, we, you know, we rub up against each other and annoy each other for a while and eventually learn to work together and become the body of Christ. And the body is all functioning, everybody playing their part. That's when church becomes powerful. But the last two revelations are exciting. There's one that talks about the bride, you know, um, uh, and this bride, uh, there's the bride and then there's, I call it the battalion, like the army at the end. And it's interesting that at the movies, the things like Wonder Woman coming out and, you know, female superheroes, uh, you know, the church is, is God's, the church is God's female superhero, you know. So um, it's all right, you know, ladies, you've got to get used to being sons of God. We've got to get used to being the bride of Christ. So you know, let, let's just, just, you know, just suck it up and live with it, you know. That's what we are. But the thing about this bride, you know, the things about the bride and, our, and the army at the same time, uh, the bride is dangerous. Uh, you know, the bride, she's wearing a beautiful gown. She's clad beautifully uh, in her bridal garments. But if you just lift up the skirts a little, she's wearing combat boots, you know. Uh, this is a dangerous bride. This is a bride that everything, everything uh, the bride does is because of the incredible love they have for the bridegroom. Not out of duty or any sense of, you know, uh, pressure, but it's because we're in love with Jesus. We, you know, it's like, you know, you remember how it was, guys. You'd do anything to be with that lady of yours, you know. Um, and uh, it's like that's the way we serve Jesus in these days. It's because we love him so much. It's a, it's a love motivation, not, a, hey, I must, not musty. If you feel you must do stuff, that's musty religion, you know. We don't want that. We want to be a people who are, you know, incredibly in love with Jesus. Um, and as we are in, incredibly in love with him, we'll do whatever it takes. And he's going to pour into us everything we need to be the powerful church that we need to be in these days. The church needs to be a little bit militant in our prayers and in our approach uh, because Jesus is coming soon. And uh, everybody's coming out, yeah, to be who we are. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. It's time for us to come out and say, hey, I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah. Not just I'm a Christian, which might mean I, I received Jesus once and I'm, I'm okay to go to heaven, but I'm a follower of Jesus. That means I'm dynamically, daily following the call of God in my life yeah. as a follower of Jesus. Amen. And when we have a church like that, I'll tell you what, it's unstoppable, it's unshakable, and it's world-changing. And uh, that's my heart and my desire uh, for you, that you can all know who you are in Christ, and that you have everything that you need uh, to fulfill. Now, I'll just, uh, the, the scripture, I'd like to put a scripture up, but I'm going to pray first. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here today. What a privilege, what a joy. We thank you for Everyone who's here and the ones who are not here today, we just include the whole, the whole shooting box today, Lord God, for each and every person, every family, every household will discover the wonder of who you are. they are to you, Lord God, how much you love them, that you're a good father, Lord God, and that you want to pour out your blessing and your power and your anointing through them to change their circle of friends, their neighborhood, their workmates, and the people around them. You'll give boldness to your church, Lord God. So we pray today, Jesus, you would be glorified amongst us. Would you confirm your word in our hearts? I, I really praying and believing that this will be a foundational day today for the future of this church that's going to be absolutely fantastic. So thank you, Jesus. We honor you. We bless you in Jesus' wonderful name. Um, 
I, I, if we've got the scripture, go put the thing up about the asset, you know, who's building the church? Um, it's, uh, it's a good question. Jesus said, I'll build my church. Said, oh, that's cool. Sit back. Go, Jesus. You're fantastic. It's not quite like that. Um, so let, let's read the, the verses anyway. Uh, this is Peter who's just had a revelation. Uh, and Jesus is saying to Peter, but what about you? Because people are saying, oh, you know, who's, who he's, a, he's a good man. He's a great teacher. Is this, is that. But he turns to Peter. I love, who, I love Peter. He gets things wrong. I, I can identify. He's Mr. Have a Go, you know. Uh, but Peter said, uh, what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this wasn't revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Now, we, we need to understand it's not talking about Peter being the rock. It's a play on words, Petra, Petros, etc. saying on the revelation that you had of who Jesus is, I will build my church. My prayer is that we will get a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. You know, Jesus came um, as the suffering servant, as the Lamb of God, but now he is exalted and seated on the right hand of the majesty on high. Uh, he's got King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on his thigh. Uh, he's got eyes like blazing fire. He's got a tongue uh, that's like a sword that comes out of his mouth. That's the Jesus we need to know today. In the world and the things that we're facing, we need to know. You know, when I'm, when I'm a, a little kid in a fight, I want my big brother to turn up. Amen? Uh, we need uh, Jesus uh, to know Jesus as he is today. He is bigger. He is more powerful than any opposition we will ever face. His name is high above every name that's ever named in the heavens, in the earth, and under the earth. And the Bible says, you know, as followers of Christ, we are actually seated together with him. Seated together with Christ. Uh, alongside him, we are in partnership with Jesus. When Jesus said, I'll build my church, he's, yes, he's going to build it using us as the components, but he's going to build it with us. We don't work for Jesus, we work with Jesus. Amen? Working for Jesus is religion. Working with him is a genuine, beautiful being a follower of Jesus. Jesus and me working together in my days, in my world, to touch the world for Jesus. And I'm excited to see people coming from nations. I say to the African people, please, don't leave Africa behind when you come. Be African, amen? Yeah. Have a bit of tumba-tumba up the front, you know, and whatever it takes, a bit of fire coming out, you know? Fiji, come on. Bring a bit of that Fiji fire, you know? Wherever you're from, just bring, bring who you are and uh, be who you are. Because you are, you know, God shows you as an individual. Yeah. And I sometimes say to people something, I thank God he chose me before I was born because he might not have wanted to later on. Amen? <laughs> but he chose you before you were born, all right? And he knew what you were going to be. And he's chosen you just as you are, with your personality, with your gifts. One of the things, uh, it's uh, so cool to get comfortable about who you are, is the revelation of who Jesus is. Amen? He is the true awesome. Jesus is absolutely amazing. You would be amazed at what he's doing in the world today. Yeah. We have a lot of involvement in Indonesia. There are so many people coming to Christ in Indonesia. It's just, it's unimaginable. It's incredible. 
the Muslims are genuinely concerned. They, they know it's happening. It won't appear in the <laughs> official figures, of course, but God is on the move in an amazing way in the nations. Uh, it's happening in India. It's happening all over the world. God, in the, uh, in the world of uh, Islam, so many Muslims are turning to Christ. So many of them. It's just incredible. We are living in great days. Jesus is powerful. And I want you to know, if you've received the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, Jesus wants to use you. We are all able ministers. My, uh, we, we need the whole church to be comfortable in flowing in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, my um, my le- letters on my, my registration, we just changed our car because the other one blew up. Uh, yeah, uh, it's got EPJ 900, so I use that as my motivation. Every day, preach Jesus. I've got nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and nine gifts, nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, and double O, I'm double O seven for Jesus, so I can do everything. Amen? And uh, ministry does not begin when you get a title, it begins when Jesus comes in. Yeah? My ministry began. I was born again on the 2nd of June, 1974. On the 3rd of June, I was announcing to the staff where I was teaching that I met God the night before. That's when my ministry began, the day after I met Jesus. Amen? And so, uh, you know, we're all able ministers. Uh, I'd love, is is there anybody here who's experiencing anybody with sore back or something like that? Uh, Anybody? Yeah, come on, can can I pray for you? No, I, I, you know, I, I just love uh, praying for people and seeing, seeing God do stuff. And I'd like to show you the way I sort of do it. One of the important things is to recognize, you know, after the Lord spoke uh, to Peter, he said, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Okay, we are actually called to agree with what's already been settled in heaven. So God's word has already been settled in heaven. And he said, okay, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. So what he's saying is, please stop asking me to do stuff. You know, I've done all I need to do. It's your turn now. Use my name and you release the healing in my name. Okay, so what's your name? Richard. Richard. So what's your problem with you? That's a good name. My son's called Richard. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so what's your problem? Oh, back problems. Back problems, just general back problems. Yeah. Okay, you had them for a while? Hmm? Spondylitis. Spondylitis. Okay, that sounds a funny thing. How spondylitis? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get a spondylitis out, shall we? Amen. You have that for a while? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So when we pray for people, first of all, um, we just going to work with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to work together. And I, this is I'm I'm not I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this because I want you. I'm a coach. You see. I'm a coach. So I'm saying, hey, God, you need to do this with people you meet at work, uh, wherever you are, um, and just release them. Now, uh, okay, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. So just put your hands in sort of a receiving type position. That would be cool. And uh, I'm going to release the power of the Holy Spirit through you and declare God's healing in your body, Richard. Okay? So you're ready to receive? I thank you, Lord God. Right now, in the name of Jesus... I release your healing power 
I command infirmity to leave in the name of Jesus. I speak, as the word declares, I speak life to your bones and healing to your flesh. I command infirmity to leave your body. Now I release the power of the Holy Spirit to touch every cell, every fiber of your being with healing power right now. This spondylitis, whatever it is, has no place in you. I command it to leave your body now. I speak cleansing. This, is, this body is a temple for the Holy Spirit, and this thing has no place in it. I take authority over this infirmity and release your healing power in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for it right now. Right now, Holy Spirit, I release that healing power right through the spine, every part of it, Lord, every vertebrae, every joint, every cushioning part of it, every nervous part of the system. I release complete wholeness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. By those stripes, you were healed, and I loose and declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now, the next thing, the next thing we do, we don't say... Okay, cool, off you go. <laughs> go away, enjoy yourself. We say, okay, uh, we, we need to tell, is there any improvement? I want you to just do whatever you do to see if anything's a little bit better or whatever. Or uh, You can test that easily, can't you? Have you got a dance floor here? A dancing floor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you test it and see how you're doing? How are we doing? Can you bend down? No, is that, is that better than it was before? It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Is it completely better? You still feel it? Right. It's gone all together, you think? Feels, feels fine. Feels good? Feels good. Yeah? There's a little bit left, because I'll pray again if you feel there's any, any of it left, you know. I'll look just, is that good? Yeah. <laughs> that was your knee. <laughs> that was <I> <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon? Is that good? Cool. Anybody else with a problem out there? Somebody else who'd need prayer for healing in some area. Oh, come on. You're all way too healthy. Come. Yeah. Cool. Well, when you get home, you... Slap your hand on his head and say, get healed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You release the same thing. Anybody, anybody else need some prayer? Yeah, come on. Okay, it's your turn now, Richard. <laughs> okay, Richard's going to pray for you, okay? So I've hurt my ankle and yeah. um, there's some tendonitis problem around my ankle. Okay. For about a month and currently... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Richard's going to pray for you now. Okay, go, Richard. <laughs> no, no, I just want you to do, just uh, make some sort of contact. Hold a hand if you like, something like that. No, you release, release, as I did, you know, release healing power in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Richard, what, what we do is we say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name I, take authority I take authority over that infirmity, over this infirmity and I command it to leave, and I command it to leave in, Jesus name, in Jesus' name by his stripes, 
By his stripes. You were healed. You were healed. I speak life to your bones. I speak life to your bones. And healing to your flesh. And healing to your flesh. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Cool. Still sore? Give another hit. Really, really stubborn. And I've just, I turned around before in church and I just tweaked my ankle and it just, yeah, just something. Just a little reminder. Yeah, a little reminder. You're still there. Okay, no, that's gone. Okay, you you guys can sit down. Your turn. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're the husband. Yeah, come on. Now you can kneel down and put your hands on her. <laughs> you can lay hands on her in a way that I wouldn't feel comfortable to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I want you to lay your hands on her foot we and kind of. All right, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the power of your word, we proclaim healing this day, right now. Amen. Amen. Cool. Cool. You see, one of the things, one of the things is still sore, is it? Yeah, okay. That's cool. Uh, You see, one of the things is to get over the whole sense of... um, uh, embarrassment for ourselves. Oh, we, we won't pray for people, what will I do if they don't get healed? Well, you know, uh, okay, it's not our business, it's our business to do what Jesus said. Um, and well, I've seen so many healings over this last year, it's just been incredible. And, you know, the people praying for other people, people with ridiculous situations in their body, they're starting to tell me, stop, please don't tell me anymore. <laughs> I had some faith before you started, you know, <laughs> don't tell me too much. But God's done some amazing healings over the last 12 months. It's been, it's just been great. But using the people in the congregation to pray for each other has been very powerful. I wanted to encourage you to flow in that. This is a good, safe place uh, week by week. Um, just to, this is your, like your, your training ground, your locker room, if you like, where you can prepare yourself for life out there. But to be unashamed, you know. Uh, if you can overtime with two areas of embarrassment and rejection, you'll go a long way in life. In every arena, not just in your service for Christ, but in your business. Embarrassment and rejection. Jesus took them both on the cross. Don't wear them. Don't wear them. We are accepted in the beloved. He bore our shame for us. Uh, And if we can come, you see the the disciples came out of their prayer meetings with boldness. You know, the rejection and shame and things left them. So uh, that's my, you know, my desire uh, for, for his body, for the church. I said, he's building the church. Jesus is the true awesome. <laughs> that's the awesome has been so devalued. There's only one e- real awesome, that's God and his creation. Uh, the, other, the other morning, four o'clock yesterday, when we were up and starting to drive up here, we went outside and we were in a, a nice dark area and the sky was magnificent. I looked up at those stars and I, you know, oh wow, you feel about this big, you know. 
see the vastness of the universe and he's our God and he's our creator. And so if Jesus is coming soon, how can I be chosen? I, you know, it's, it's my desire that we could all know that we are actually chosen by God, that God has a call upon our lives that is very unique. We are vital and important to the purposes of God, each and every one of us. And I, I desire that for you this morning. And uh, how can I be chosen? There's a, a verse of scripture in Revelation 17 and verse 14. They will make war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will overcome them. Amen. Because he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. With him will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. Now, the call goes to, it says, the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. Now, we've all, God calls all of us. Uh, but there's that sense in which God wants to choose a people for these last days to fulfill his purposes. And we choose to be chosen. And I want to tell you this morning how you can choose to be chosen. Uh, because the call comes to us uh, because as Paul, Paul knew when Paul was saved, he said, I've, I've chosen you for a particular work. There's something God's chosen for us. And finding out that call begins with use, God use us just the way we are. Please don't try to be somebody else. You are unique, who you are, where you're from, your life experience, all come together in the incredible things that God wants to do through your life. Just be free to be you, amen? And God, won, he knew what he was doing when he chose you. Your personality, your gifts, your talents, your style, everything about you, he chose you. Just be comfortable in your skin and watch how God can use you. Uh, and that's one of the things we need to overcome. We're all trying to, oh, I want to be like this one or that one, you know. But it, cha yeah, it changes our hearts and he adds the power of the Holy Spirit and the gifts. And, you know, but just do what's in front of you. Say, oh, what's... What's my, well, what's my call, you know? Just, look, just do what's in front of you, and God will work it out. The stuff that God's put inside of you, if you will be faithful, God will choose you. Be faithful to what God's given you to do right now. Be faithful in the things right in front of you, and God will choose you for greater things. Be faithful in the little things. Hey, I've got so much more for you. Amen? But there's something I want to, uh, about the open door that I really uh, want to uh, do, do uh, you know, come through with you. There's an interesting verse about our teachers. How many of you um, have had some challenging times uh, over the last little while? Anybody had a few challenges in their life? Just two or three of you? <laughs> okay, we had a challenging wee time just before Christmas um, uh, Jeannie suddenly was starting to feel unwell. We went to the doctor and um, said, oh, you know, your blood pressure has really spiked. And so gave her some medication. Uh, on the way driving home, Jeannie was starting to feel a lot worse. We were going up the, up the gorge to our house and we got halfway up and I hadn't even checked the car. And all of a sudden she goes, digga, 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 digga. And I, I blew the head gasket. Uh, which is not a healthy thing to do to a car. Um, and Jeannie was really unwell. I said, ring somebody, can you please come and take Jeannie home? Well, I sat and waited for the car to cool down. I drove it the rest of the way home. And then um, Jeannie really deteriorated badly. She thought she was getting her home call. Uh, she really thought she was dying at the time. Uh, so I called an ambulance and they sent the triage team around and rushed her off to hospital in the ambulance. Um, and uh, I, I 
follow through, but it's been interesting, you know. I'll, I'll read the scripture. Well, let's look at, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. Now, that's not what we would like for lunch today, amen? <laughs> it's not our chosen thing, but there are things that happen in our lives. And it's interesting. A lot of people start to say, hey, you know, uh, this, they take a section of this verse on their own. And they say, okay, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Well, let's take the whole thing. It says, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. The reality is, unfortunately, the bread of adversity and the water of affliction are our teachers. We learn stuff in the tough times. We learn about ourselves. Uh, we learn a lot more about Jesus. And out of that, God really begins to refine us in terms of our call and our destiny and everything about us. I know we've had seasons in our life when everything's gone absolutely upside down. And they, looking back, there have been really vital times in our lives. It's interesting, you know, we had, uh, we had different plans for this year than the one that we're following now. What happened with this, it caused us to, to pause for a moment um, and to think about our plans. And it, a whole lot of other things really became very aware to us in recent days is that we don't, we're not going to do that at this time. We need to be on the course, this different course that God's got for us. And so it's been, those have been a teacher for us that caused us to know, uh, you know, God's guidance and uh, vision for the present day that we're in. Very interesting, though, the car thing. Um, I recovered. Jeannie recovered. <laughs> and my pastor, who's my son, uh, when he heard everything, he rang a few people around, rang a few pastors, hey, can you please pray, 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 pray. And uh, out of that, um, they prayed for Jeannie, but they also heard about the car. So people gifted us enough money to buy our new car. So... Uh, Hey, that was fantastic. So, and Jeannie had been praying for a long time because our other car was way too thirsty. Uh, it was a nice car, but it was just guzzling the gas like nothing else. And she said, oh, I've been praying for a year for a white car that's more economical. And it's, of course, it's a white car, more economical, etc. with my, yeah, amen. So God is good. He is really good. So uh, please, you know, when... When you're going through the tough stuff, let's, let's hear what Jesus is saying to us. Let's uh, just take some time because there's good stuff that comes out of it. Amen. Open doors. Uh, there are two verses in Revelation chapter 3. And uh, this is where I, I just want to settle uh, this morning. Uh, the first one, which is so vital for us uh, in these days. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. When he hears my voice and opens, I'll come in and share a meal with them. Now, we know, I, I can't believe some of these guys who uh, put a picture up on the, on the website of, you know, hey, I'm on a date night with my wife. They've gone to the movies. That's not a date night. <laughs> you don't talk to each other when you're at the movies. If you do, it's annoying. Amen. <laughs> A date night is getting, going out for a meal with a candle in the middle of the table and sharing your heart and catching up with how you feel. With you. I, you're not supposed to nudge when I say things like this. I'm not allowed to 
or a date night. I'll take my wife to the footy, you know. So, yeah, amen. <laughs> I got in trouble one time because I said, oh, come on, Gene, I'll take you to this lovely place. And, of course, it was a place where they had Sky TV and the football on. You know, I knew that before I booked it, you know. But, uh, yeah. But, but it, you know, it's, it's talking about intimacy, about genuine connection. And surely these are days when we need to be hearing Jesus. We need to be close to Jesus, closer than ever to him. And he wants to be close to you. That's the beauty of it. He, he wants to have a beautiful fellowship with you. He wants to share his heart with you. And that thing of making the moment, making the time to really connect with Jesus. And uh, then the other scripture becomes real. He said, behold, I've set before you an open door, one that nobody can, no man can shut. And you see, if we do the first one, he'll do the second one. I want to challenge you today to open your heart afresh to Jesus. Um, you know, you, you may, I, I, I'm guessing pretty much you're all Christians here, but there's a difference between being a Christian and being a follower. Yeah. Say, Jesus, I, I, want to, I want to become a follower of you. I want my life to be invested in your heart. I want to know your heart for me in these days, your heart for my household, your heart for my friends, your heart for my workplace, your heart for the people who are within my sphere of influence. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear your heart for our marriage. I want to hear your heart for just my future and everything you've got about me. Uh, but Jesus said, I'll open doors for you. You open the door for me and I'll open doors for you. And the first door he will open is the door of an open heaven over your life. When you'll experience the power of God, experience the miracles of God, flowing into your life and into your situation. And uh, I, I'm, I just know that Holy Spirit wants to do that today for you. He wants to open our hearts afresh to a new day. I'm declaring today that this is the beginning of a new day for you as a church. But it, it will require a corporate um, commitment to Jesus and to his heart. And out of that, we're going to see this place. You're going to see miracles happening in this place. Uh, you're going to see nations coming to this place. You're going to see community touched by the power of God because we, we realize that we are all able ministers of the New Testament. We all have the power and the presence of God in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is eager to glorify Jesus every day. That's his total desire is to glorify Jesus, to glorify Jesus in and through us. And he wants to take who you are and where you're from and the things that are uniquely you and use them for his glory. And uh, this church, is gonna, God's going to open doors for you as a church into the community, into nations, um, and God's going to bring nations to you as well. I see beginning to do it, which is fantastic. And uh, I pray that nations will come and bring who they are and, uh, and, and bring their, um, their uniqueness. You see, in every culture... Uh, yeah, there's sin in every culture, wherever you're from, there's always sin. But there's something beautiful in every culture as well that God wants to bring, bring to the table. And uh, so today, I, I, it's my, my desire to, uh, to release that over you as a congregation. And we will continue to pray for you. Um, you know, we, we have you on our hearts. And we'll be looking for regular feedback as to the things that are happening because I think it's going to be exciting. Um, and looking forward to um, all that the Lord will do.
you're going to see healings happening here. Uh, but more exciting than that, you're going to hear, see healings happening out there. Amen. Come on. I, 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 I've been to Africa. I see what God can do, you know. I was in the in in in, in, Geyu, in, uh, in the Shiri Valley in Malawi, and there was a place there where um, witchcraft was so strong um, that nobody could get filled with the Holy Spirit. They'd received you, nobody could get filled with the Holy Spirit. And we went to this area, and the superintendent of the region wasn't there. And uh, I know, I knew, I recognized somebody put Kaduka, put a curse on him out of jealousy. Um, and uh, so I said, well, we'll do the meeting and then we'll go and find this guy and, and, and set him free, you know. Um, we were doing the meeting under the baobab tree and uh, everybody's glued to me and then all of a sudden everybody's looking the other way. And this uh, superintendent is coming, staggering in, clutching his chest. It was like there was a spiritual iron band around his chest, crushing the life out of him. And uh, so we... Uh, we prayed for him we broke the curse over his life we were completely set free but at the same time the Holy Spirit fell on the whole crowd everybody got filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time when crowds in Africa get filled with the Holy Spirit it's noisy amen <laughs> it's very noisy it's very noisy and uh, it's so important that we bring bring who we are you know and take your chances you know just 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 you have some exciting... I, I prayed for a guy in, uh, in Sumatra, and he was dumb. Uh, and he'd come forward. I said, oh, can you please translate? You know, what, what's his problem? He can't speak. Okay. I took authority over that dumb spirit, and uh, he began to speak. I was so excited. I said, what's he saying now? He said, he's saying, I can't see now. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> not, not a good moment, you know. You prepare yourself for those moments, you know. But I recognize the thing was just moving around. So we got his sight back as well. But, uh, you know, you, you have those moments. Be prepared. Be prepared for the, uh, those moments, you know, that uh, you know, my first healing meeting in Fiji when the place was full of people who were full of all the wrong things. And uh, I went... I was just brand new. I went to the first lady, looked her in the eyes, and the devil looked back at me. I thought, oh, no, I'll go and start somewhere else, you know. <laughs> just get used to this sort of stuff. But hey, we have authority in Christ. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are chosen by him. You are gifted by the Holy Spirit to make a difference with your life. And I want to loose in and through you today the purposes of God. We need to see churches rising up in authority, in power, and empowered by the fact that they are so in love with Jesus they just can't help but do that stuff every day. It's like, oh, I must do this. Oh, I better have my quiet. No, no, no. This thing. You're so in love with Jesus. You want to connect with him. You want to have those meetings with him. You want to make him known wherever you go. Amen? Are, we with, are you with me this morning? Are we, are we stirring something in our hearts today? I'm excited. I, I love what I do for Jesus. My wife is crazy for Jesus as well. She does some crazy stuff talking to people about Jesus on the bus and all sorts of things. But, uh, you know, we, we just need to get over ourselves and recognize we're here to make Jesus known, to make him famous, not us. I don't care if people don't remember me for one more day. I want them to remember the Jesus that I spoke about. And that's my job. Can we stand together this morning? Now, right across the congregation, I want you to 
If you're ready to volunteer for Jesus, come just lift your hand this morning. Say, that's me this morning. I'm volunteering for you, Lord. I want to become all you have for me. I'm connecting myself with the purpose of God in my life. From this day forward, no turning back, no turning back. That's me, you know. And in my household, in my household, Jesus is going to be honored and glorified. In my workplace, wherever I go, Jesus, I need you. Lord, I thank you right across the congregation right now. I release the power and the boldness of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. I declare over this congregation a new wave of your Holy Spirit flowing through them. You'll cause every single member to know their place, their part in your purposes in and through this community, out into the area of their lives, their impact in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord God. I thank you for it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And my friend, there's a new season of God's favor coming upon you. The things you've been battling with in your, uh, in, in your journey, uh, things you're desiring to see God do. This is a year of your favor. God is going to open those doors for you. I release and declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, say, come on. I, I want you to raise your hands. If you need some doors to open for you right now, come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus, I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that doors will open that no man can shut. I declare in the name of Jesus, as you open your heart to him, he will open these doors for you and there will be testimony after testimony after testimony every week as you come back. Share the stories of what God has done for you. Give him the glory, give him the praise and you will see God exploding on a huge scale in and amongst and through you in the mighty and the awesome name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' incredible and mighty and awesome name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus.